Hello again, everyone, moms and dads, boys and girls, and uh, we've got uh, we've got the chatter going here. I just blew Art Galoon's eardrums out there. <laughs> Sorry about that, Art. That's all right. This is episode forty-eight. Colleen is with us from the south of France uh, by way of uh, internet connection here. Say hello, Colleen. Hey, everybody. I wish I was in the south of France. <laughs> Let's begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Remember, oh most, most gracious, gracious Virgin Mary, Mary, that never was that it known, never wasn't known that, anyone that anyone who fled to thy protection, protection implored, implored thy, thy help, help or sought, or sought thy intercession, was left and donated. Inspired, inspired by this confidence, flying to thee, the O Virgin, virgin my, my mother, to the, to the icon before the icon, stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother, o mother of the Lord, incarnate, incarnate spies my petitions, my petitions, in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. St. John the Baptist, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we do have a couple other feasts coming up here, the Immaculate Heart and the Sacred Heart of Mary, and, um, and they float, and we'll remember those, and, and this is the 48th episode. Art, this is the third time you've been here in the last uh, 120 days, and this, this is getting exciting, to, to say the least. Did you ever think pro-life would be uh, uh, winning in, in at least one inning here, I guess, is well, the way to put it. First of all, I never thought I'd get invited back three times, so or two times <laughs> after the first appearance, so it's nice to be here with uh, Colleen and, and you, Tom, so thank you, and uh, I hope your listeners are excited, as excited about it as you are. And um, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, things have moved quickly in, in Iowa and a lot to out cover. Of, out so of nowhere, last Friday, Thursday, Friday. early Friday, I, I, I just happened to uh, log on to the Telegraph Herald and Associated Press breaks. I went to uh, Epic Times uh, to see what was going on. And all of a sudden, Iowa is making national news art. What do you make of this? Well, first of all, let me remind people that of who I am, not at the at the risk of tooting my own Everybody horn. knows I, Art Galoon. No, Colleen, I, who doesn't know Art no, Galoon? I, I, everybody just, I meet says, how's Art? Have no. him on. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the for the doubters and, and the, the skeptical people, I, I have followed this my entire law career. I'm in my 45th year. And uh, I'm licensed in Iowa, all the state and federal courts, the state courts of Wisconsin, the Circuit Court of Appeals. I am also licensed to appear before the United States Supreme Court, and I've made it part of my legal mission in life to stay educated on abortion and, and participate and be part of the whole pro-life movement uh, for this reason, to be able to help other people understand some of the complicated legal issues that arise mm -hmm. while we're fighting this fight. Mm -hmm. So back to your question, Tom, what happened? on Friday was the Iowa Supreme Court issued a decision decision in Planned Parenthood of the Heartland and Jill Meadows, who are always the same people suing the state of Iowa when the legislature passes a pro-life bill um, versus Governor Kim Reynolds, the state of Iowa and the Iowa Board of Medicine. And what they did was reverse a 2018 Iowa Supreme Court decision that found a right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution. And the reason that case was so momentous in 2018 was because as we were waiting for the United States Supreme Court to work its way through this Dobbs case that is going to come down probably in the next 10 days, the Iowa Supreme Court was finding a separate right to abortion in Iowa's constitution so that if Dobbs 
reverses Roe v. Wade and tosses this back to the states, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which we hope and expect and pray will happen, the state of Iowa would be a pro-abortion state because our Supreme Court had made Iowa's constitution separate from the federal constitution as one that held had a right to abortion in it. Now, just hit pause there for a moment. Okay. In your opinion, because you've given the pedigree, you're arguing before state courts and regional courts in the United States Supreme Court. Well, I've never had it argued there. But, but you're licensed. I can walk in the door, yeah. I guess. You, yes. you, you and James Bond are yeah. licensed to speak. <laughs> um, what was your reading on the 2018 in the, in the uh, Supreme Court of Iowa? Did, did you see what they purportedly saw? No, and... and and as justification for my view, the Iowa Supreme Court in 2022 did not see it either. Let, let me just, at the risk of getting too deep in the weeds here, I'm going to try not to get too deep in the weeds and give you the history here because it's really important to understand yeah, people the people got to understand what's okay. going on. In 2018, Iowa had passed a 72-hour waiting provision for abortion in Iowa. That's and what, three days. Three days. And what they said was during that waiting period, All they wanted was a woman to have an ultrasound. And I'm looking at the law right now. She would be given the option of hearing a description of her unborn child based on the ultrasound image. She would be provided information regarding options relative to pregnancy, including continuing the pregnancy, retaining parental rights, giving the child up for adoption and terminating the pregnancy. They'd be given risk factors concerning abortion. They'd be given, uh, and they asked that public health department make Uh, available to physicians, geographically indexed materials to inform this woman about public and private agencies ready to help her. Mm -hmm. Agencies like Mary's Inn, Birthright, Clarity Clinic. Right. This would all be mandated in, yes, in these, in these three days before. um, And this was a bill or was it signed into law? This was a law passed, a law passed. The day it gets passed and signed, then Planned Parenthood. Both houses and the executive signed it. Yes. So the day it gets passed, that's when Planned Parenthood goes to court and and uses some of the $450 million that they've been given by the federal government to hire their lawyers and they go to court. The other thing that you need to know here is there was a life of the mother exception in this bill. And also very specifically, it said, and I'm reading it, this is the 2018 bill. This section shall not be construed to impose civil or criminal liability on a woman whom an abortion is performed, et cetera, et cetera. Which so, you and I have talked about yes, many in times. each of your... Uh... Uh, appearances here on the chatter, you said, we're not trying to make women criminals. We're not convicting women who have a baby or an abortion or or an abortion. Yes. They're not criminals. So, right. The doctor is the one who would pay if they violate this law with their license and so forth. Now, the thing to understand is think about this 72 hour waiting period. We have numerous laws that impose a waiting period and all sorts of significant life decisions in marriage in Iowa. You can't get married until you get the license and wait four days. Mm-hmm. Okay. In regard to uh, divorce, when you file your divorce petition, absent some emergency, you're going to wait 90 days. Mm-hmm. These things all make sense. When a person, a woman has a baby, that woman cannot give up her right to that baby until 72 hours has passed, another three days before we even let her consider giving up her baby. So in momentous life decisions involving really important affairs of life and life and death decisions, it's very usual to have a waiting period. And with abortion, why not? Consideration of terminating the ending the life of an unborn child and changing the woman's life forever. 
why wouldn't we want these women to be informed about the help that's out there, the risks with abortion, the long-term psychological well, well, and physical We know risk. why we don't want to <laughs> have it, right. do that. Why, why would the, uh, uh, the, uh, the plaintiff in this case argue against the three-day period? Why would it's Planned Parenthood? <laughs> because yes? Planned Parenthood wants abortion on demand anytime, no exceptions, no exclusions up to the moment of birth. That's, that's the what, but what's, why? Why well, is that? Money for one thing. All right. Yeah, well, money. Okay, money for one thing. But if I can just inject here, I've been reading lately that one of the things that Satan wants to do is tell people that they have to do the wrong thing right now. Um, and of course we know it's the wrong thing, but you know, if you're considering something, um, like if you're considering abortion, he wants you to think you have to do it right now. Um, and God always says, wait and pray and see where he leads. But the mm -hmm. evil one says, do it now. Right. So, so it's a in, spiritual thing. So in 2018, the Iowa Supreme Court, we have seven justices on the Supreme Court. They voted in a five to two decision. Wow. Decision. Five, two. Yeah. Five, two to find a, they could have just said the 72 hour clause it's is constitution is approved under this uh, roe v wade undue burden standard etc mm -hmm. etc but they went beyond that to find a right to abortion in the constitution of the state of iowa and you have that uh i have the whole language decision. well yeah i have it all here it's uh because i can't read it all because it's over 100 it's pages 100 pages so, but I, so what they did was they found a right to abortion now a constitution. Now, the interesting thing is there were two justices on the Supreme Court at that time, Mansfield and Tom Waterman. Yeah. They dissented. Correct. And in that, so they were part of the five or no, they, they were, were part, part of the, they, they were the two, they were the two, the only two. And they pointed out what I want to talk to you about is they pointed out the dismissiveness, the condescension of the majority toward the pro-life view. And they, they, they mentioned that over and over. So for example, you're in, quoting now, I'm quoting now page 74 of the dissent. This is justice Mansfield wrote this. And the sim, the poetic symmetry of this is the decision from last Friday, which was almost four years to the day mm -hmm. from this 2018 decision, the dissenting language of 2018 becomes the majority language of 2022 when they, wow. when they throw it out, wow. when they say this was wrong. So here's, here's what they said at the risk of reading too much here. So this is the dissent in 2018. So the, these are the two justices in 2018 who are saying to the Supreme Court, to the other five, you're wrong. There is no constitutional right to abortion in the constitution. And just for context, that's 2008, the, the minority dissenting opinion. Are they still on the court last week 2018 yeah uh mansfield and uh waterman mansfield writes the opinion in 2018 where he was the dissent in 2000 excuse me in 2022 when he and right. waterman were the dissenters in 2018 he writes the majority opinion yes. last week yes yeah. wow so it's it's so prayerfully poetically symmetric so here's what justice mansfield in 2018 when he was in the losing side of this consideration, when he and Justice Waterman said, there is no constitutional right to abortion. What I want to read to you is, he's now, I'm going to read to you what he said in 2018, where he said to his fellow justices, you five are wrong. And part of the reason you're wrong is this, it's your dismissive 
condescending attitude toward pro-life people. And here's what, here's what Mansfield says. Just listen to this. Quote, he says, but abortion has another aspect to which the majority gives short shrift. He's talking about the majority of the five. Mm-hmm. He says, referring to the anti-abortion side, the majority uses the word, quote, life, unquote, at times, but typically as part of the phrase, quote, promoting potential life, unquote. This anodyne phrase treats restrictions on abortion as if they were analogous to tax credits for having more children. <laughs> Elsewhere, the majority characterizes Senate File 471 as based on, quote, moral scruples, unquote, against abortion. Here again, the majority's language minimizes the anti-abortion position. As a practical matter, it equates opposition to abortion with opposition to gambling. To be clear, many, if not most, abortion opponents view it as ending a life. So what Mansfield is saying in 2018 is, majority, not only are you wrong to find a constitutional right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution, because mm-hmm. it isn't there, but, but as importantly, this cultural attitude of condescension and dismissiveness to the pro-life movement, Mansfield is pointing out four years ago, this is wrong, and it drives your decision-making. And, he, and he's making the comparison that a baby's life in, his, in, in the mother's womb is akin to getting a uh, gambling license in one of the state casinos. He's saying that's how ma- the majority view it. Right. Yeah. Right. So now in 2020. Have you met this guy, by the way? Justice Mansfield? Yeah. No. But he's a great justice. Yeah. I, I, I know Justice Waterman uh, better. But so and in, in now last Friday in 2022. Justice Mansfield now writes Mansfield and Waterman are on the still on the court. Yes, they're still in the the majority in the the majority. And they they write and quote in their decision what they said. While you're looking here, we're going to introduce uh, Art Galoon. He's the uh, Dubuque attorney and longtime Dubuque County right to life guy for uh, we'll say 45, but it's really 57 or something like that. Yeah. And Colleen is with us here from the south of France. That's, oh, darn it, the south of France. I need to go there. So in 2022, last Friday, Mansfield now, in a decision he wrote, but which Waterman and another justice, Dana Oxley, and another justice, McDermott, join in. He says... So what was the decision last week? It, well, it's what they call a plurality decision. There were... So it was... Five two last time. Last time, and now it's, I have to say it's four three. But there are so many different aspects to the to the 2022 decision. For example, if we send it back down to the district court, what are mm-hmm. they going to do with it? But the main thing about reversing the the um, 2018 the 2018 there's a right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution finding. Right, they, they threw that out, and they did that on the basis I want to say of four to three no five to two five to, same so it, thing. it, it yeah. reversed entirely it reversed when five entirely. when two five to five two yes so here's here's what they say in 2022 this is mansfield and he's talking now he's got they have the votes the the 2018 decision is going down the tubes and so here's what the the now majority says last friday in throwing out this 2018 decision as they should. And they refer to it as PPH2, which is Planned Parenthood of the Heartland, Roman numeral two, because there's been so many cases. Mm. So they say, beyond its textual and historical flaws, P2 
PPH2, which is the 2018 decision, is also flawed in its core reasoning. Constitutions and courts should not be picking sides in divisive social and political debates unless some universal principle of justice stands on only one side of that debate. Abortion isn't one of those issues. Each side in the debate is motivated by a serious legitimate concern. On the one hand, a woman's ability to make decisions regarding her own body. On the other hand, human life. So by elevating, that's the end of the quote, but by elevating the discussion to this serious cultural, social, existential issue, it- So, so you're saying the justice speaks on behalf of the living child. Yes. Is that how you would, when, yes. when he says he's elevating yes. it to human life, and, and, he's, he's an advocate in, in a bunch of voices that are, there aren't many advocates for children in the justices. Well, well, there's more now Yeah, because in the meantime, Justice Katie, who Mark Katie, who, who was the chief justice in 2018, who authored this terrible decision, God rest his soul. He passed away after the decision. So the, he, then, then another justice, I want to say was either just, just, uh, I think it was Dana Oxley got appointed or McDermott by Governor Reynolds. So as a side note, I would say to all the listeners out there, when people at, when people say, well, gee, my vote doesn't count. It doesn't matter. <laughs> every door that's knocked on every, every information about pro-life candidates that gets out there is important because what you're seeing here is the result of Governor Reynolds and Branstead before her having the opportunity to approach a point to the Iowa State Supreme Court, conservative um, constitutional scholars who understand the life-changing and cultural aspects of the abortion debate, and they, they don't reduce it to simply, well, you pro-abortion folks are well thought out and meaningful people, and you pro-life folks are a bunch of idiots. Art Galunas are our... our uh guest here today i don't know what the ding was art but uh, somebody that must be my phone here but uh we're bumping up against the first break here on the chatter this is the chatter podcast you hear on the aquinas communications radio network uh website at kcrd-fm.org colleen's still with us yes i am and i'm i'm really enjoying this discussion yeah don't forget the sunscreen we'll be right back after all of this on the chatter after these announcements. We're back. We're in the studios with Art Galoon and Colleen Pasnick. It's episode 48. This is uh, the second segment here as we are uh, approaching the feast of uh, St. John the Baptist. We're recording on Monday, the 20th of June, and this will air uh, this coming weekend on Friday, excuse me, on Saturday and on uh, Sunday. I think I got it wrong last week, Colleen. It's Saturday at one and Sunday at six. I think I said 5 p.m. Yeah. And, and then uh, again on Friday, the following Friday, which would be July 1st. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Yeah. July. Amazing. Going into the weekend and that's at one o'clock here. And, uh, and then at the uh, podcast, kcrd-fm.org and get it on your uh, mobile app. We'll have more to talk about with the mobile app with uh, KCRD too. Art, you um, you were on a roll at the end of the first segment. I had to pull you back. Can you stopped me. You, you were talking about uh, Governor Branstad and uh, Governor, Reynolds. Governor, Governor Reynolds 
and that votes do matter. Pick that up. Well, the thing that the pro-aborts are finding out is over the last 49 years, the pro-life people have been hard at work in the trenches, Mm -hmm. electing people to the legislatures all over the country and to governorships who understand the importance of defending human life, protecting unborn children, and helping women in crisis pregnancies in a way that doesn't include having them kill their own children before they're born. Mm -hmm. So in Iowa, part of the result of that 49 years of work was in 2018, when on this 72-hour waiting period, the Iowa Supreme Court in a 5-2 decision had five justices who felt that abortion on demand should be the law of Iowa based in our Iowa constitution. When the opportunity came, this sounds very uh, harsh, but when the opportunity came to appoint new justices, Governor Reynolds appointed uh, conservative justices. Is is conservative the right word? I prefer to think in terms of constitutional. Well, call them constitutional scholars, but if the I truth, mean, because if the, the, tr- the, the if, reason I say that is, is I can see it in your eyes when I ask the question, in your opinion, was there a cons- in the Iowa Constitution, a right to an abortion? And you said it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Where does it come from? Well, it exists because in 2018, five justices said it did. Well, what? And they and the, and, saw unicorns on no, the Capitol well, Hill or what? No, I'm going to take them at their word that they're good faith uh trying to interpret the constitution in good faith, but every justice comes to the bench with a worldview. And what you're seeing in these cases, a conflict of worldviews. Right. And I want to give you some other examples of that in these two decisions. So just to give some overall context. So in 2018, the Iowa Supreme court found a constitutional right to abortion in a, in a, and struck down a 72 hour waiting period when it's, it's really similar to what we do for marriage, divorce, adoption, all kinds of things. Correct. And they bought the pro-abortion argument that this was an impediment, an undue burden. It was violated Roe v. Wade. And the court could have just said, well, it violated Roe v. Wade because that was still in the books. But instead, they said, we're going to give it a whole new punch. We're going to find a right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution. Okay. So, so, so they went from saying it could have violated federal constitutional law. Con- constitutional yeah. law. They went further to invent my words not yours something in the iowa constitution well the importance of it was then tom and colleen and listeners is this if they find it in the iowa constitution if the supreme court overturns roe v wade and kicks it back to the states mm-hmm. we immediately are a pro-abortion state because of this ruling in 2018 period end of story and then we have to use a constitutional amendment to correct it now more on that later let me just let me just We've offer talked this about to that yeah. we'll, we'll hit that so After this 2018 decision, the Iowa legislature went right back in and said, okay, if you don't like 72 hours, we're going to try a 24-hour waiting period. Certainly, you can't have the same objection to that. It's a shorter waiting period. It's 24 hours. Mm -hmm. It's the shortest waiting period we can have, really, under Iowa law. So they passed that law. Well, right away, Planned Parenthood went into court and sued to stop it. And their argument was, hey, we just had this 2018 decision, there's a right to abortion in the Constitution of Iowa. So this this 24-hour period, we don't even have to have a trial. There was no trial. The judge threw it out on what's called a summary judgment. And it's that 24-hour waiting period law that has that made its way up to the decision of last Friday. So last Friday was So the legislature triggered the 
in, yes. in a sense last week. Yes. So in the same way that the pro-abortion majority in 2018 used the 72 hour waiting mm-hmm. law call, waiting period law to find a right to abortion, the pro-life majority in 2022 used a 24 hour waiting period law to say, there is no right to abortion in the constitution. We're throwing out that 2018 decision. Wow. And in the legal world, four years is an incredibly short period of time, which tells you that's almost a lightning. Strike. Well, it tells you how critical the now majority in the Iowa Supreme court felt it was how critically important it was to correct it now. And in doing so, what happened after the 2018 decision Law professors who are pro-abortion and Harvard Law Review, they wrote all these articles and about what Iowa Supreme Court had done and how forward-looking it was to find this right to abortion in the Constitution. So in this case of last Friday, the Iowa Supreme Court took time to reject all those arguments. And that these are the beautiful little tidbits in this decision. So, so what you're saying is all across the country in the last four years, people scholars have written... Yes. Have, have written and praised Iowa for being forward-thinking. Is that the I word guess you're using? Forward-thinking for finding a right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution. So all this is out there. I have another descriptor, but yeah. I'll use so, forward. So all thinking. this is out there. So so the now majority in the Iowa Supreme Court addresses this. So I'm looking at the actual decision, and the the court says this. We we've been told we've been, it's been thrown to us that. They say this way, consider the defense of this 2018 decision published in America's most prestigious law review in a recent case entitled State Constitutional Law, Abortional Law, Iowa Supreme Court Applies Strict Scrutiny to Abortion Restriction. They're talking about a Harvard Law Review that came after the 2018 decision that talked about how great it was legally. Mm -hmm. And so here's what the Iowa Supreme Court says about that. They say uh, rebuking Harvard law, rebuking Harvard law. They say Harvard law is wrong. And then they offer this. What is striking about the Harvard law review article is how little the authors can say on behalf of the 2018 decision being right. In the end, they praise the 2018 decision as quote, a laudable example of a state court's contribution to the constitutional discourse, unquote, because it, quote, untethers Iowa from a weak and vulnerable federal standard and provides a stronger layer of protection for abortion rights in a state where abortion access is already limited, unquote. Now, just let that sink in for a minute. Here's what they say. The the majority now says, this is not an analytical defense. It's a defense based purely on outcomes. So what the majority court is now saying is, Harvard, you just want this to happen. You can't write an article talking about how there was this intelligent, analytical debate and analysis by the 2018 majority to find a right to abortion. You can't say it, Harvard, because it's not there. And we're going to we're going to call you on that. So they're, they're pulling Machiavelli here. The end justifies the means. Well, I what- guess so. But here's so the next sentence says in this is now the majority last Friday, the pro-life majority who struck down this 2018 pro-abortion decision that they're saying Justice Manfield writes in summary, the 2018 case lacks textual textual and historical support. It is doctrinally inconsistent with prior Iowa Jewish jurisprudence concerning family rights that follow a balancing approach. Its rhetoric is one sided. 
its constitutional footing is unsound. You cannot write a bigger rebuke of the 2018 Iowa Supreme Court pro-abortion decision that found a right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution than that. Wow. Because you're basically saying, Mansfield is saying- Constitutionally unsound, no footing. Mansfield, Justice Mansfield is saying, what I told you in my dissent in 2018 when I told you you were wrong then is the same thing I'm telling you now. It's bad jurisprudence. It's bad law. It makes no sense. It has no support in Iowa abortion and constitutional law history. It's just wrong. And now I have the votes and we're going to write it that way. Wow. So, so is he basically saying it's judi- judicial activism? In more words or less, it's, it's the imposition of a worldview by people who have the power to do it. Downtown, we used to say, uh, yes, you are ugly and your mother dresses you funny. <laughs> well, no, no comment on that. Uh, another, another, another interesting thing here is, as people can hear me flipping pages, is, is they also... I'm going to plug this here, so in case they just tuned in here, Art Galuna is our guest with Colleen Pasnick. We're, uh, we're here late June the 20th of 2020, and we're discuss, discussing a, uh, a reversing of the 2018 ruling in the Iowa Supreme Court that... Uh, uh, says the Constitution does not protect abortion rights because there is no abortion rights. Right, in the Constitution. In the Constitution of the state of Iowa. So, so now in analyzing this now pro-life majority view, as, as indicated in this decision last Friday in the Iowa Supreme Court, they also, who else files briefs in this matter? Well, professors from the University of Iowa and Drake filed uh, really amicus curiae briefs that said before the release of the uh, yeah the, so they had access yeah, so, to this well no what happens is when the when this two when the 24-hour waiting period case that the legislature passed after this terrible 2018 decision okay. started to work its way through the courts and got before the supreme court and this happens all the time in the supreme court of iowa and the u.s supreme court friends of the court amicus curiae that's all that means friends of the court it's a term of art meaning anyone who has an interest in this matter can file a, a, a brief about it so in all these cases, there's dozens and dozens of briefs filed by different groups, uh, League of Women Voters. Within, within the state? Drake within and, the state, And yes. where else did you say? University, University of, of Iowa. Iowa. So example, for example, there were a bunch of legislators that got together, state senators that filed a brief supporting the pro-abortion view. Pam Yoakum, a local state senator, was one of those who signed mm-hmm. on to that brief. So she wanted to uphold the right to abortion from the 2018 decision. For example, Iowa professors did the same thing, but the Iowa professors, the majority that is in this pro-life decision, they take them on and they say, part of the reason uh, you've heard the firm stare decisis, that's just Latin for the thing stands decided. So only four years had passed with these professors are saying, you know, you should still uphold this 2018 decision. You shouldn't overrule it so quickly. And basically the majority said, if it's wrong, the sooner we yeah. do it, the better. Yeah, time won't heal. Yeah. So it, so I got to ask, because inside me, I'm laughing, Colleen, you should see this. He has notepad after printout after notepad and printout. This only hit Friday morning. This is Monday afternoon at four o'clock. You had a field day this weekend, Art. I see the highlights here. You, you, oh, you went to town. No, I was lucky enough to be visiting uh, my uh, granddaughters and their family, my son and daughter-in-law up in Minnesota with my wife and one of my other daughters. So I had a great father's I, I understand, weekend. but uh, I just did this at six in the morning up there before anybody else was up. Wow. 
So the other thing you need to know is the crucial thing that the majority pointed out about the 2018 decision and this, this prior view of finding abortion, a right to abortion, the constitution is this. They exposed the idea that in that 2018 decision, they were advocating, the majority was advocating for abortion up to childbirth. And you don't often see that set out in these cases. It's, so I want to point it okay, out. Okay, go over that again. Okay. The, the, who, the majority. The majority in this most recent case pointed out. The ones who were. The ones who were saying currently, as of last Friday, they're saying there's no right to abortion in the Constitution. In that 2018 case, it's garbage. We're going to throw it out. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, we're, going to, we're going to throw it out because it's wrong. And what they said was. In doing so, and I'm trying to find it here. Are you saying the advocates for the 2018 decision were advocating abortion up to 40 weeks? Sure, up, up to the, mo- not the, the, the moment, not the moment of birth, up to childbirth. And the, the way they characterize God that, save us all. Yeah, is I'll just read the, the, uh, they, they, the, so again, to reference your, your list, our listeners. The 2022 court last Friday is saying there is no constitutional right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution. And part of their criticism is they say in making that 2018 case that found this right, they say they offered this right without uh, qualification, without an endpoint. In fact, they say this case has no discernible endpoint until childbirth. And that's another thing that bothered them because the, the, the majority in 2018, the pro-abortion majority in 2018 that found a right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution, in their ruling, the effect was it of it was legal abortion up to the moment of birth because it's now a fundamental Iowa constitutional right. And the majority last Friday in Iowa who threw that out, recognized that and put it in writing. And you don't often see that. How, how did they word that? Did they just said that? PPH2, Roman numeral two, which is right. how this- Planned Parenthood. Pla- Planned Parenthood of the Heartland two, meaning this 2018 right. case, has no discernible endpoint until childbirth, where they define the fundamental right without qualification as the ability to decide whether to continue or terminate a pregnancy. Any burden on abortion, even very late in the pregnancy, et cetera, et cetera. So- the majority now in throwing out that 2018 decision clearly pointed out that part of the problem with it was there was no endpoint. It was abortion on demand anytime, anywhere, including up to the moment of birth. But you don't often see that really put by justices and judges in writing so boldly. And it is bold. And I think too, our listeners may not know, but you know, a lot of pro-aborts want abortion all the way up to childbirth. And I think the typical Iowan, the typical American thinks, well, abortion's legal in this country, but only for the first three months. I don't think the average person realizes how extreme the pro-aborts are in demanding, um, you know, the right to kill a child all the way up until it's born. Well, in fact, the governor of of, uh, Virginia, just within the past year or so, said mm-hmm. that even after a baby is born, 
the baby will be kept comfortable while the doctor and mom decide whether or not to kill the baby. Yeah, he's, I think he said that actually quite a while ago and it came yeah, back to haunt him. Yeah, it was. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. The, the election that he got thrown out was uh, more recent, Colleen, but I think that went back a couple of years. Art, we're banging up against uh, uh, the third break coming up here, third okay. segment here. Uh, but I've got more. We've got more <laughs> here and, and you got to hear this stuff. Art Galoon from Dubuque County Right to Life or Pro Life. Uh, uh, voice and attorney here in the state of Iowa, in fact, nationally, along with Colleen. This is the chatter. You don't get this kind of coverage on pro-life other than your pro-life radio station, FM 98.3 KCRD. We'll be back right after this. You're in the Chatterbox on FM 98.3 KCRD. This is the uh, podcast called The Chatter. Art Galoon is back. Uh, it's been a busy 2020. I think your first your first episode was sometime in the middle of February. Valentine's Art, Day. Valentine's Day. It's about as middle as you can get in February. And um, I got to admit, I had no idea. Not that you weren't coming back because we knew you were coming back, but we didn't know you were going to be uh, loaded for bear here. The, what's happened since middle of February in the state of Iowa and, uh, and nationally is just uh, amazing, Colleen. It, it's, it's moving fast. And Art, like you said, to reverse a decision that's only four years old is, is unprecedented almost in the legal system. So you've got more for us. Yeah. Well, that just tells you the strength of conviction that Justice Mansfield, Mansfield Waterman, Oxley, McDermott had about what this means and how wrong it was, how wrong it was. Now, let me offer you another tidbit. Before you go too far on that, I think it's important to let everybody in the pro-life movement here in Dubuque County and all the surrounding collar counties know that not only does their vote count, and it does, there's been an awful lot of prayers and rosaries going on in the last 50 years. No doubt. And you can't undervalue what that has meant. I think I mean, you can't overvalue or, it either. You can't overvalue it. I, I chose the wrong word there. It's incredible. Art, you were unpacking some of the uh, Supreme Court justices, the uh, uh, chief justice here okay. in uh, the state. Go deeper on that. Right. Uh, Just to give it some context. So there's a chief justice of the seven Supreme Court justices in Iowa. Her name is Susan Christensen. She's a well-respected smart um, person. And the other justices elected her to be the chief justice for a reason. And, and those reasons are easily supportable. The interesting thing about her view in this decision last Friday that, that struck down this 2018 decision that found a right to abortion in the Iowa constitution. So now before the court was the 24 hour waiting period and a majority five to two is now going to strike down that erroneous 2018 decision. Judge Christensen doesn't agree with striking. She it dissented. Down. She dissented. She was one of the two. Yes. And, and she says, this is interesting, interesting because, you know, there's a protect life amendment that has been passed and the process started because of this 2018 decision. So in Correct. 2018, they said there's a right to abortion in the Iowa constitution. One way to fix that is for pro-life people and pro-life legislators 
the Republican legisla legislators in both the House and the Senate passed a Protect Life Amendment to make Iowa's abor or Constitution abortion neutral. So the process began after 2018 and before last Friday to, to get a Protect Life Amendment to make Iowa's Constitution abortion neutral. That process started in Iowa, and it's, 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 it's ongoing now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's passed once we have the election this fall, it'll get, it'll get, um, offered again in the spring of 2022. It's got to go through two, go through uh, two sessions, two, two sessions and have an ele general election in the middle. Our general election would be in November of 22. So it had one session of the Congress of the uh, legislature, legislature in Le the state. In we've, 2021. Got a, we've got a, uh, election coming up general in election in November. Mm -hmm. And then the next so session. legislative session in 2023 will presumably, if we have enough pro-life legislators in the House and Senate, the state house in Iowa, will pass it again. If that happens, then it gets put to avoid a vote of the people. So interestingly, Chief Judge Justice Christensen said that process being in play right now is a reason to not overrule the 2018 decision. In fact, she says, perhaps it's the most important reason not to overrule it. Because she says the Iowa legislature has already started the process to amend our state's constitution on this very issue. And she says to the majority now, the pro-life majority now in the, in the Supreme Court of Iowa, she says, if you really want it to be a vote of the people, then just let this process work. That, that it, just it, strikes me as being, for, for respected justice, that, that doesn't pass the uh, test. If, if the decision of the court was erroneous to begin with, and it was, why would you let it? Why, I, I swear some of these uh, people believe that Supreme Courts are super legislatures. It's, they, by that, I mean, they, they can supersede the state legislatures and the, and the federal Congress because Colleen called it uh, judicial activism a yeah. while ago well in regard each state like iowa it's our state supreme court is the final decider of what our iowa constitution means unless it conflicts with federal law Correct. so in 2018 when they found a right to abortion in the iowa constitution that didn't conflict with federal law because roe v wade was the law I understand. of the land yeah but they didn't they didn't cite did they cite in 2018 where they found that right to abortion it's just in the general liberty of the Constitution, freedom and liberty. So just they didn't liberty, liberty, liberty. They didn't find a right to privacy or a penumbra or some no, of the other. No, they they went the, with the overall. Uh, see if I can find the. Sorry, everyone, I'm shuffling a lot of papers here, but they they find the the right to abortion. Uh, it, it just is uh, amazing that. Um, they can take language and cl uh, claim there's an implication and, and turn it into a uh, right, uh, ultimately resulting in the uh, taking of another uh, well, the, young child. The, the interesting life. thing to me, and, and probably to some of your listeners who may be familiar with the Protect Life Amendment. You've which, been on so long, they're your listeners. Well, are. Is, is this, the Chief Justice ended up using as a sword against the pro-life movement, the fact that the pro-life movement had enough power in the legislature, rightfully so, mm -hmm. to get the Protect Life Amendment passed once. So Chief Justice Christensen saying, well, that process has already started. Now she, I'm sure it's a nod, nod, wink, wink, because it's a, it's a 
three or four year process to do it, right? As opposed to correcting it with a Supreme Court decision. So, the the I can't overestimate or the the uniqueness of this situation that a four year old Iowa Supreme Court decision that found a right in the Constitution that had never been found before. They found it. It was wrong. The two justices, Mansfield and Waterman, told them it was wrong in 2018. Mansfield and writes the majority opinion in 2022 saying, well, now we're throwing it out. And Waterman, Oxley, and the other justices, and a majority now agrees. It's, that, is, that is the blink of an eye in legal jurisprudence so, timeline. So just, it's wonderful. Just think, uh, in this state or uh, in, in any other state or uh, in the federal, when, when has a court reversed itself in 48 months? Instead of 49 years like Roe v. Wade? Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. It's happened. It's Has happened. It? Yeah, it's happened. It's happened. Let, let me let me try to give some overall context. So on a national level, we're waiting for the Dobbs decision to come. And to, to familiarize people again, the Dobbs decision, Dobbs is the medical director of the state of Louisiana um, Medical Services or mm-hmm. Human Services right. Department. So Jackson's Women Health or Mississippi, I said Louisiana, it's Mississippi. The Dobbs case is a... Um, case where the the uh, trying to say what is it it's not six weeks it's it's is it a heartbeat bill it's uh i got too many cases in my head uh, they're nope. gonna they're gonna decide the it was days wasn't it heartbeat tied to the heartbeat and i mean yes. when is the heartbeat 16 18 days well 18 to 21 days after conception but i think it's a it's a 15 week bill I think you're right, Art. I think it is a 15 week. You know, there's been so many passed by different states. You kind of get confused, but I think Dobbs was a 15 week. And yeah. isn't that what DeSantis yeah, 15, faced? 15, on? 15 weeks. So, the, the so here we got Iowa now. So, let me. I'm at the risk of jumping around. I should finish the Iowa case. So, the Iowa Supreme Court last Friday nullifies this 2018 decision. But the 2018 decision was on a 72 hour waiting period. This 22 decision is on a 24-hour waiting period. So when they nullify it, they got to send it back to the judge. So they've sent it back to the judge and said, judge, there was no trial. So take more evidence on whether a 24-hour waiting period is an undue burden and all this stuff. A judge in the state of Iowa, not a Supreme Justice. Whole County District Court, a county judge, district court judge. And they also, in this majority opinion, says we've got other things happening that will tell us what we should do. The Dobbs case is going to come down. And tell us, number one, it could tell us Rose reversed, in which case the 24-hour waiting period should be We should, should just be let everybody know where we're at again. This is Monday. We're recording Monday, June 20th, June 20th which is a federal holiday. Mm-hmm. So the courts are shut down. Right. Uh, I've heard nothing but only rumor that said the uh, Dobbs decision is not hitting in June. It'll be perhaps the 4th of July weekend when when Washington's uh, out to lunch. And I'm going to be conservative and say it could come any day. You think yeah, before the holiday? Any, any day. It could come tomorrow, Friday, Monday. Colleen said mm-hmm. it should have come uh, four weeks ago. Yeah, they, It should have come right after the leak. Well, that yeah, that's... But you said last night you didn't think uh, right after the leak the decision was finished. I didn't think it was ready. 
That was a February, a leak of a February draft. Right. And if anything, the leak slowed the process down. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's, let's talk about things that are, that have more meaning than what should we should do about the leak. That's their problem. So here we are at the present time. So the Dobbs case will be decided if Dobbs reverses Roe v. Wade, that would be similar to what Iowa just did with this 2018 decision. The Iowa court did it in 48 months. Months. The Supreme Court of the United States is going to do it in 49 years. So, but the but the issues are parallel to a certain extent. How so? Well, because number one, there's constitutional right to abortion being debated. In, in our Iowa case, it had to do with the Iowa Constitution. In the federal case, it has to do with the federal Constitution. On, so, on that point, I keep hearing people say it's the law of the land. Roe is the law of the land. But I'm going to use my super legislature. It, there was no legislation with Roe, yay? No. What Roe said, and I'll shorten the version, Roe said abortion is legal up to the moment of birth, and no state can make a law against that. So what happened was for the next 49 years, states tried to do that. Mm -hmm. And you ended up with the the Casey case out of Pennsylvania and all this this unworkable structure of what's an undue burden, 24-hour waiting period, state funding of abortion, 50 states had 50 different laws. And, And we've had 49 years of legal jurisprudence confusion. And that's part of the reason the Dobbs, the, the uh, attorney general of the state of Mississippi is saying, get rid of this mess. Number one, Roe v. Wade was wrong. And number two, uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, the later case was unworkable with this undue burden. What's an undue burden? It, it depends on so many things. How, how many abortion facilities are there? How many women want abortion? Where are they? How far do they have to go? It's, it's, it's a framework that has no skeleton or boundaries. So that's kind of getting in the weeds on the legal end of it. The Supreme Court of the United States has been asked to reverse Roe, to get rid of it. By, in, by Dobbs. Yes. By the state of Mississippi and other, 20 other states that joined. So if they reverse Roe and throw it out, they're going to be saying, okay, states, you decide. Now let's bring it back to Iowa with what's happened last Friday and in 2018 in Iowa, where does that leave us? Let's just concentrate on Iowa. So if Roe v. Wade is reversed and it comes back to the state of Iowa, then this this decision of last Friday, which is sending a 24-hour waiting period back down to the district court. In Des Moines. Yeah, in Des Moines, in Polk County. Hopefully that judge would say, hmm, now, now I don't have a Iowa constitutional right to abortion. There's no federal right to abortion because Roe v. Wade's been thrown out. So now hmm, maybe I'll uphold this 24-hour waiting period because the legislature has decided it's reasonable to protect life in this fashion. That's so what we hope would happen. The Polk County judge that is reviewing the 24-hour uh, decision. It's is- been sent back down to him. Is yes. he the same judge? Yes. Uh, he has to stay in his court. So he hasn't retired. It's the same guy right. that was here. Right. What year was that? Was that 18? Uh, it was before 18, probably. So he's sitting for several years in this, yes. in this seat. So, so that'll happen in this particular case. It'll go back down and, and Dobbs will have influence on that. The decision that the United States Supreme Court ha- makes in Dobbs will have influence on that because it will 
it will send direction to how the U.S. Supreme Court looks at the constitutional provisions of the federal constitution, which have some logical application to how you should look at it in Iowa. But for our listeners, here's what's important. Some would say, like Justice Christensen, Chief Judge Christensen, she says, let the, let the Protect Life Amendment take care of this. Well, some would say, now that the Iowa Supreme Court has thrown out this 2018 decision that found a right to abortion in the Iowa Constitution, we don't need a Protect Life Amendment because that right to abortion is no longer there. But we do because we don't want a future court to undo what this court just did. Art, we got less than three minutes left here, and you're hitting exactly what, what has to happen. We're in advance of a, an election. How huge is the general election in, uh, in November f- to get representatives and senators in Des Moines, in the state okay. legislature, on this amendment? Here's what, how I want to answer that. Dubuque County Right to Life, which I'm vice president of and on the board, I would tell people, what we do is we educate about this issue. So here's the education for today. Every voter out there who's pro-life needs to say to someone who wants to con- have them consider their vote is, where do you stand on the Protect Life Amendment in Iowa? Are you going to be voting for it or against it in the spring when you go to Des Moines in the spring of 2023? So they need to say that to the candidates. To every one of them. And, and then listen to their answer and run respond that, run accordingly. That, run that they, question they by need, them again. They need to ask every candidate, there is a Protect Life Amendment in the Iowa legislature that has passed once. It will be put before you as my representative in the spring of 2023. Are you for it or are you against it? Are you for it or are you against it? And I want to know that because it's going to matter to me in my vote. So that's the legislature. What about the executive branch down in Des Moines? Well... Of course, Governor Reynolds has, by her record, demonstrated that she's pro-life and wants to help women in crisis pregnancies and protect unborn children at the same time. There's no question about that. So if that's important to our listeners and voters, then she should be asked the same question, but her record's pretty clear. I would submit to you that her, her opponent um, is not of that same ilk, but people can investigate that on their own. And the same question should be asked of every candidate the Democratic candidate, the Republican candidate, or independent candidate. And there'll be, Dubuque County Right to Life doesn't normally provide, provide one, right? but right. there'll be voters. It's education. It, yeah, voter surveys out there and all kinds of things. But if, if the, the battle to protect the unborn and have real positive answers to women in crisis pregnancies and how to help them, if that's important to our listeners, which I know it is, they, they should be still interested in the Protect Life Amendment it should still move forward and don't let anybody tell them it doesn't need to because of this recent Iowa Supreme Court decision. And they should ask their- So the war's still on. We just won a battle last week. Well put. Well put. Colleen, we got about uh, 30 seconds left. Uh, what say you with Art Galoon? You know, Art, I want to thank you for educating us because it's hard to keep up with all the different things happening in the courts, in the legislature. I want to thank you for a very clear presentation of how this was a great win, this reversal of the 2018 flawed decision, a great win. And I'm praying that the same thing happens with the Dobbs decision. I agree. Colleen, I'm glad I talked long enough that I don't have to take one of your quizzes. (laughs) (laughs) And I thank the listeners for their patience and and listening, it, it does get a little technical. I've tried to. Art, Art Galoon is, is our guest. Art, uh, the implication here is you're going to be back real soon because Dobbs <laughs> is going to hit. So uh, we're, you're, put that on your calendar 
we'll have to stay fluid with guests here, Colleen. This and when it's overturned, Art, you bring the champagne. Well, I think we, uh, I just offer for our listeners and readers, it's a time for celebration, but in a, in a muted way that respects the, the death that we've seen for all these years, the Amen. unborn children we've lost and the women that have been hurt by abortion and could be helped by a pro-life perspective and real help. This is the Chatter Podcast on the Aquinas Communications Radio Network. We're going to end in the name of the Father and the Son Son and the Holy Spirit. Glory be. The Father and to the Son and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, is now and ever shall shall be. World world without end. end. Amen. See you all next week. Tune in. We love you. 